you guys so much for all your support. Really cool to be back and share with you guys. Um, good to be back in Nashville. So uh, two years ago, we were here sharing about our first two years in Serbia. And uh, we went through this weird period when we got back to Serbia two years ago where um, our partnership that we had in working with refugees for our first two years kind of like stopped. It, it, it didn't continue like we, we knew it wasn't a long-term fit and so we ended a partnership and also all of the refugees that we had worked with in our first two years who were kind of uh, still in Serbia from the, the wave that happened during the Syrian refugee crisis, they all left at the end of 2021 or so when the borders softened up. So we were in Serbia early 2022 and we were kind of like wondering like, God, what are we doing here? Uh, all the people we had worked with left. We had this partnership that ended and we were like, what are we doing a little bit? And in the last two years, a lot of things have happened uh, in Serbia. You know, God has really shown up in ways that we never would have expected. The things that we're doing now in Serbia would not have been on our minds at all. Uh, so in the last two years, a lot of things have happened, obviously, in the world. And we've been able to be in Serbia to be ready um, to help people coming through Serbia, coming to Serbia. So Serbia... Um, you can see here on this map, it's, it's right in the middle of the Balkans, landlocked country. So it's always been a place where if you're going from the Middle East, if you're going from the Eastern world to the Western world, you, you're probably going to go through Serbia because it's right in the middle of the Balkans in Europe. And we've been in Serbia now for four years. We've kind of gone through this period of learning, I guess. We're still learning. But really what we've done in the last four years is done a lot of learning. Learning, uh, you know, about Serbian culture, learning the language. Um, I'm pretty good at the language now. I can have a conversation. I can talk to people pretty easily, uh, which is cool to, to go through that, you know, period of learning. And um, we, we have learned so much so that Serbian people have been through a lot. You know, if you want to learn about a different group of people, different culture, different generation. You have to learn their history, right? And Serbian people have been through a lot. So they, were, they lived through almost 500 years of uh, Ottoman Empire occupation. Uh, up until the 1800s, uh, they, they lived through the Balkan Wars, which happened before World War I. World War I and World War II were really difficult for Serbian people. And then after that, they lived through 50 years of communism. Uh, with Yugoslavia. So they've been through a lot. And really what we're trying to do in Serbia is get to know people. We're trying to build, help to build trust, to break down the barriers of trust that exist um, between us and people. So we're foreigners, you know, we're weird Americans to them. You know, they wonder why would an American live here in Serbia? So, so for us to learn their language and be able to talk to them in their own uh, native tongue is really important. It's really been breaking down a lot of barriers. And Serbian people are, are we've learned that they're this really interesting mix between like Western people and Eastern people. They're European, they're Western. Uh, they um, have a lot of bakeries. You know, they're, they're kind of like Mediterranean culture, love to hang out at night and stuff. 
laid back, uh, but they're also, they're also very Eastern, like, and we've learned this, like, with dealing with conflict, things like that, like, the way that they deal with things with people can be really, like, from their, their Eastern influence. So it's, it's taken a lot, a lot of time to kind of break down what are these people like, you know, different things that we've experienced that we've had to learn. Who are these people? So we've been through this period of four years, been through this period of introduction, I guess. You know, it, it feels weird to say that, but it really just takes a long time, you know, when you're starting a new work in a new place, being pioneer missionaries for the Church of the Nazarene, it takes a long time. And so something we've realized is um, that our work really is like introductory. It's planting seeds. It's making introductions. It's setting up some foundation for some work to come maybe after us or something, you know. Uh, so that's what we've been doing in Serbia, learning, being learners, learning about who are these people, uh, making relationships. And partnerships have been really, really important for us in Serbia. So going to a new place, uh, we've been able to partner with Christians, with organizations and churches who are already doing the type of work that we want to do, come alongside them, help them. And this partnership on the left side, so these are guys from Afghanistan. Um, so when NATO, the West, United States pulled out of Afghanistan, it created really huge problems in Afghanistan. The Taliban took over. It became very, very dangerous for, for anybody who had any, any connection with the West, obviously. Um, and the economy there has been terrible. And so there were a lot of Afghanistan guys in 2022 who started to come through Serbia really quickly. And during that time when we were wondering, like, God, what are we doing here? Uh, we got a call from this this lady, the Serbian lady, she runs uh, Operation Mobilization in Serbia, OM, and they have this tent in this uh, refugee camp that, that houses Afghan guys, and they just love on the guys, spend time with them. They have a presence there in the refugee camp, and they really needed help. They called me and, and asked if I could come help them with working with these Afghan guys because there were so many coming through. And so that's what, so one of the things that we've been doing, especially in 2022. I was going to this camp all the time, like three times a week. Uh, and we hang out with these guys from Afghanistan. We spend time with them. We have tables set up like these. Uh, we're in a tent that's probably about the size of this room. And we play games. We make tea and coffee for the guys. Um, we have like Bibles in their language. We have shelves that you can see here in this picture with books and Bibles in their language and stuff. And it's a really cool ministry because a lot of the time when we meet these guys, it's the first time that they've ever met a Christian. Uh, so they're coming from Afghanistan. You know, they're kind of fresh getting into Europe. Uh, they walk long distances, which is, which is really tough. So, um, these guys, they're going from Afghanistan, they go through Iran, they get to Turkey. Turkey usually would be able to house or help refugees from nearby countries, but they're still holding three million Syrian refugees. So they're not welcome in Turkey. And then they get into the border of Bulgaria, they go to Bulgaria, and Bulgaria is pretty hostile towards them. The people, um, the police uh, don't want them there. And so they have to walk through Bulgaria from east to west. 
and then they walk into Serbia. We see them when we're driving around on the highway, like we see groups of Afghan people walking. And so by the time we see them in this tent, they've been walking for like two weeks. And they come here to rest for a week or two before they move on to the European Union on the rest of their journey. Um, so it's a really cool ministry. Uh, another partnership that we have is we've been helping out in an international church, uh, inter interdenominational church in, in Belgrade. I preach there sometimes, lead worship. Um, and we've really been able to see that church grow. You can see here we had a baptism service in the Danube River. Word of advice, don't swim in the Danube River. It's, it's very dirty. So we, we weren't in there very long. Um, but it, I was reminded of my baptism a few weeks ago. So uh, we were staying with this, uh, this missionary couple. They used to be missionaries. They're retired in, in Oregon. So we were staying with this couple in Oregon. We're staying with this missionary couple who had worked in Puerto Rico. And I was, I, was, I was reminded of the fact that I was baptized by a guy from Puerto Rico named Pedro Cruz, and they knew him. And so it's just cool to, to be baptizing people from different parts of the world, you know, remembering that 20 years ago I was baptized by a guy from Puerto Rico, just something I had forgotten. You know, it's pretty cool. Um, so uh, we've been living in Serbia, in Belgrade, the capital city where we live, um, and... Oh, this is a little bit out of order, isn't it? Uh, and we've, we've uh, been building relationships, and, and we've um, really been focusing on the Bible. So Serbian people are over 90%. They're Serbian Orthodox, Eastern Orthodox Christians. Um, and the Orthodox Church is really, really important in Serbian culture. It's like almost a thousand years old there. Uh, it's really, really important for Serbian identity. You're, you're born in, in Serbia. You're a Christian. You're Orthodox. These things are all kind of synonymous. It's who you are. It's your family. It's your community. It's your culture. And so we've found out that a lot of Serbian people don't really know much at all about the Bible. Uh, and, they, and they don't know either about having a personal relationship with Jesus. Um, it's, it's much more of a communal uh, type of a faith. Like you, your connection with God comes through the church. It comes through um, the, the saints. It comes through icons, you know, touching the likeness of people who lived a holy life is your connection with God. It's not a direct connection. And Serbian people are pretty curious people. They love to learn. They're smart. They're knowledgeable. And so we really want to teach them the Bible. You know, we can say, hey, you say you're a Christian, that you're Orthodox. Why don't we just read the Bible together? You know, that's something that can unite us with these people that are, that are different. Because we can get a lot of opposition in Serbia when people find out we're evangelicals. You know, they're, they're taught, you know, only Orthodox is the right way. That's the only way uh, to worship. That's the only way to be a Christian. And so um, we've, we've identified in, in Serbia especially in southern Serbia, the part that was really dominated by the Ottoman Empire for so long. Um, there's a lot of cities that have no evangelical church, no Protestant church. Um, and one of those cities is a place that we had been to in our first couple of years in Serbia a couple of times that we really liked. And it's called Smederevo, 
I need everyone to say with me, Smedrevo. Smedrevo. So Smedrevo is this city. It's got this awesome uh, 15th century fortress that's huge that you can see here. Um, it's a city of about 50,000 people. There's uh, a couple of Orthodox churches. There's a mosque. Uh, there's even the Jehovah's Witnesses have a, a kingdom hall or whatever it's called there. Uh, but no evangelical church, no Protestant church. So we got to know this guy named Joko in the green shirt. I need everyone to say Joko. So we've gotten to know Joko, and we've partnered with him to start a Bible, in, Bible study in this city. So Joko is a Serbian guy. He's from Smedrevo. And he's been a believer for, for many years, uh, trying to you know, invite friends into his home. He's been translating uh, a lot of... Um, Christian literature, like magazines and stuff, and passing them out to his friends in, in, in Smedrevo. And uh, we've started a Bible study with him. And we're just trying to be faithful in doing this small work, this small Bible study. We have, it's a small group. Sometimes we have five people, sometimes ten. Most of the people that come are Orthodox. They still consider themselves to be Orthodox. It's who they are. Uh, but we're trying to teach them about the, about the Bible. They're curious they want to know more about Jesus. They want to know more about the Bible. And so we're just trying to work, you know, God, God works through, through the Bible, obviously. God works through um, this group. And it's a small group, and, and we feel like with what we're doing in Serbia in general, and also with this group, we're, we're reminded of, um, of the parable of the mustard seed, right? Where uh, Jesus says the kingdom of God is like, the mustard seed. It's the smallest seed in the garden, but although it's the smallest seed, it becomes, you know, the largest tree in the garden that birds can perch on. So we really feel like we're planting seeds, you know, we're, we're just trying to be faithful in our small part and doing this Bible study. And we pray, we have faith that God, you know, will make these seeds grow, that these introductions with people, these seeds you know, we don't know what it'll look like. We don't know how long it'll take, you know, for God to make these seeds grow. But we, we have faith that he's the one doing that work. So we have, um, you know, it's, it's made us understand kind of that our, our, our part is small, but we can be faithful in our small part. And God, you know, can use that and make it into something great. And we praise God. So we've had, we've had one guy who has, you know, started a relationship with Jesus asked to repent of his sins, um, prayed with us to accept Jesus into his life. Um, and it's this guy right here in the bottom left, uh, and his name is Goxi. I need everyone to say Goxi. Goxi. So we praise God. We've got one guy. We've been doing this group for about a year, and uh, we drink a lot of Coca-Cola. So congratulations. Coca-Cola is in Serbia. Uh, but this is, a, this is a cool picture. So a lot of what we do, like, in Serbia... Spending time with friends is so important. Hanging out with people is so important. So when I drive to this city, it's about an hour away from where we live in Belgrade. When I go here, I usually spend five or six hours here. You know, it's not a, it's not a quick Bible study where you, you know, learn, have a discussion, and then get out. You know, it's like you go there, you spend time with people. People are late, you know. You hang out, you spend time afterwards, you eat. You know, it's, it's a interesting culture where, where relationships are so important. Um, people make time for, for relationships, um, for sure, uh, in Serbia. So 
as well as the Afghan guys coming to Serbia in the past couple of years, um, in, in 2022, at our international church, and also like any, anywhere we would go in Serbia, where, whether it was going out for, to lunch somewhere, going to the mall or whatever, we, we still have malls in Serbia. There's no Amazon, so imagine that. So every, everywhere we would go, we started to hear people speaking Russian. And this was, you know, spring of 2022, summer of 2022. And we were like, okay, are these people from Ukraine coming over because of the war? Uh, we weren't really sure. And we started to get, to get some Russian believers to come to our international church. And we realized that they weren't people from Ukraine, but they were from Russia. So basically, what has happened is... Because of the war in Ukraine, uh, there are a lot of IT companies that have moved from Russia to Serbia. They were no longer able to work in Russia because of their Western connections, I guess, and they had to move. Serbia was a good place, um, and they moved their IT workers as well. And also, there have been a lot of Russian people, uh, young families, young guys, who don't want to have to be forced into fighting into mobilization in the war in Ukraine. Uh, and so there have been over 150,000 Russian people come to Serbia. And they're coming because there's a lot of countries that, can, that they cannot go to right now. That Russian people can't go to the European Union. They can't go to some of the surrounding countries around Russia uh, either, just because of all the political things going on. So a lot of uh, Russian people have come to Serbia. Serbia is pretty friendly toward Russian people. It's always been friendly towards Russia, had some type of a connection there. And so we started to think and pray about maybe ways that we could like help the Russian people coming to Serbia, maybe help them to integrate into, into life into a new place. Uh, we knew it would be a different type of work. Uh, we've been doing a lot of like humanitarian uh, giving humanitarian aid type of work with the refugees in our four years, you know, working with the Afghan guys that's much more like they're in and out of, of Serbia for a couple weeks. And we felt like this was something that could be a little bit more permanent, a little bit more like building community type of a thing. And we started to meet with Russian believers also who wanted to help us to reach out to, to Russian people. And in uh, November of last year, of 2022, we had a meeting with this Russian couple who wanted to help us, who had been doing a lot to help Russian people coming into Serbia. And we specifically prayed for Russian pastors who could come and help us, you know, help us shepherd the people, help us with outreach and stuff. And we were very surprised. God answered our prayer really quickly. We found out two weeks later about this couple here that you can see in this picture. Their names are Olga and Alexei. So Olga and Alexei, they have been Christians since the beginning of the work of the Nazarene Church in Russia in the 90s. Uh, they um, planted a couple of churches in Russia. They're still doing well. And they were working in Latvia for four years. And the same, during the same time that we were praying for Russian pastors to come, uh, they found out that their visas could not be renewed in Latvia because Latvia stopped renewing all visas for Russian citizens uh, kind of overnight. They just stopped renewing those. And so Olga and Alexei came to us in January of this year. They've, they're a part of our team now in Serbia. 
to work with the, with the Russian population. And we've been really blessed to have them on our team. For our first three years, we were kind of alone. And so to have people on our team now is really, really awesome. And they came with their church planting machine. So does anybody have a church planting machine? Anybody? No? So uh, their church planting machine is, um, they've had the same bread machine in all of their church planting work, you know, going back to the 90s in Russia and a couple of different towns in Russia when, where they church planted, they've had the same bread machine. So every time they get together with people, whether it's a Bible study or, or whatever, discussion group, worship service, there's always food. So Olga will make fresh dough with her bread machine and she'll turn that into pizza or cinnamon rolls that you can see here. And they brought it with them to Serbia. So we've got the church planting machine. We're ready to church plant. Uh, and maybe some of you guys have a church planting machine in your garage or in your kitchen. You didn't know it. Hey. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so we've been really blessed to have Olga and Alexei with us. And in April of this year, we opened, up, um, we opened up our NCM Center, Nazarene Compassionate Ministry Center uh, in Serbia. So um, something that the Nazarene Church has done in a lot of uh, countries in Central Europe, former Soviet countries, Balkan countries, and, and other places too, is when we go into a new country, uh, trust can be a big issue. You know, we can't just open up a church and invite people in from, from nothing. So um, one of the steps that we've t taken in Serbia is something that the church has done in a lot of places, and that is to open up a nonprofit organization to open up NCM in Serbia. So we did that in April of 2022. We opened up this nonprofit. And then uh, in April of this year, 2023, we used that nonprofit to, to rent a space to work with uh, Russian speaking people. So uh, we had been talking to NCM about getting this project together and they were excited to, to get this project going because uh, NCM has had a pretty cool project going on with Ukrainian refugees at the Ukraine-Poland border for a, a few years since the war started and that had been going well and that's a, that's a place where what the NCM people would do was they would um, greet and help the people as they cross over the border into Poland. They would get off the train at the train station and there were NCM people to help them there with their luggage, you know, get them some hot soup, help them to get where they needed to go on their next step. That's kind of what NCM has been doing there. And so they were happy to be able to have something for the Russian people who have been affected by this war as well. And so we opened up the space in April and I'll never forget uh, the night we found this space. We were looking for something that we could rent for a while. And uh, it was March 17th. And we, we knew it was perfect when we walked in. Good price, good location in the center of Belgrade, right by the uh, train, uh, not the train, the bus depot where all the city buses come in. Great location. Uh, we were looking for something with a space for classes, with an office, uh, a place for kids and a kitchen, of course. We found this space and I'll never forget the day because it was March 17th at like 8 p.m. or something. And right when I got home, Hannah was like, hey, we need to go to the hospital. And then Bo was born in the, in the wee morning hours of March 18th. 
So, so he's nine months old now. And uh, we, we have a plan that every two years we're going to come back with a new baby. So we've got, we've got three or four more rounds, right, Hannah? Yeah. 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 Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, we opened up this space in April and it's been really cool to see community develop with these Russian people. Um, we, we have a lot of Russian people who are believers already from different churches in Russia who have left, but we've also been able to get non-believers into the space as well. So we have, uh, English classes. We have three different English classes going on right now. They've been going on much better since we've left. So, uh, maybe we shouldn't go back. Uh, but we, there's, there's a class in Serbian as well to teach, teach Russian people Serbian language. Um, and then Alexei also teaches a Bible study. You can see him here teaching a Bible study. And so we're, we're really praying about the next steps in Serbia. So we've got like all these things going on. We've got ministry to Afghan guys, transient kind of ministry, like humanitarian We've got um, this Bible study in Serbian in this Serbian city. We've got this NCM center with a lot of Russian people, a part of our community. And we're really praying about where is God leading us next in terms of church planting? You know, should we start a church in Russian? Uh, should we start a church, you know, that's trilingual or something, Russian, Serbian, English? Uh, should we move to this city of Smederevo and really focus on church planting there? Uh, so... What? Ukraine. Ukraine. Yeah, we, oh, we don't have a lot of Ukrainians in Serbia, Russian, Russian people. So we've got um, all these different options, and we, we're really looking for prayer. We need people to, to pray with us about what are the next steps. Um, and and we, we really appreciate you guys and your support. Uh, it's been really awesome to, to know that you guys have our backs, that you're praying for us. So important. So thank you guys so much. Um, and so this is a slide here. So uh, this is getting back to the, the ministry that we have to Afghan guys, back to the tent. So um, you can see here on the right side. So uh, in this tent space that we have, we, we have games for them. We have a place for them to read books, you know, read the Bible if they want. Um, there's also a table set up. For these guys to draw, to write things down. There's like colored pencils and watercolors, all kinds of stuff. Uh, they draw things, write things. Most of the time they draw Afghanistan flags, so we're, we run out of red and green all the time. But uh, these guys have been through a lot. Uh, you know, we, we have heard stories of, of these young guys, they're usually around 18 years old or so. We've heard stories of, of guys who have had their entire families killed by the Taliban. Uh, we hear of, you know, t it taking 10 times to cross the Bulgaria border. You know, I just, you can't imagine what, they, what they've been through on their journey. And so sometimes they draw things that they've been through. Sometimes they, it might be like a, a little bit of a therapeutic thing probably. And sometimes they leave what they drew behind. And sometimes we th see things like this. This is something that, a, that an Afghan guy left behind. Um, and it says, please help oppressed Afghans 
it's too hard to leave your own family, but we're not safe there, you know. And in our four years working with displaced people from all different countries, different situations, we've, we've learned that there's a common theme with all of these people, and that is that they had to leave their home. They pretty much had to leave. They didn't really have much of a choice. Uh, and they're just trying to find a way. They're just trying to find a place where they can work, where they can provide for themselves, provide for their families. They're just trying to find a way, a place that they can thrive and do well because they can't do that where they come from. They would love to be able to stay, you know, in their own culture and their own home, but they can't. Uh, and so we're there to support them, to be with them, and uh, really show them the love of Jesus. So we've learned in working with these, these Muslim people, you know, they're from Afghanistan, they're like mountain people, really, really like conservative, hardcore Muslims, really stubborn. Uh, we, can, we can get into debates all day about the Quran versus the Bible. You know, was Jesus a prophet? Was he God? Is he God? Uh, but really, the love of Jesus, loving them with uh, a, a, the, the love of a living God inside of us, a resurrected God that's alive today, loving them with the Holy Spirit, that really cuts through all that stuff, all that religion stuff. And this other picture here, uh, this is last Christmas. We had some Christmas decorations up uh, in this tent. That they know that we're Christians. Uh, they know. And we, we had Christmas stuff up. We wanted to teach them about what is Christmas really about. These guys, most of them have smartphones. They're connected, you know, with YouTube and American media. So they know something about America. Uh, we wanted to teach them, you know, who is Jesus? What, what is Christmas really about? And you can see here, this is the, the tea dispenser. So we, we boil these huge pots of water like this. Um, and we, we fill this tea dispenser a few times every day with a bunch of black tea. So people from Afghanistan love black tea. They got to have it all the time. It doesn't matter how hot it is. They need their hot black tea. And uh, we pour it in this dispenser and then pour it from the dispenser into cups. And we would reach around and put the, the cups on the table on the other side of the dispenser here. And when they walked by last Christmas, they saw this white piece of paper on this dispenser. And it's John 3.16 in their language, in Pashto, which we all know. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have uh, eternal life, everlasting life. Um, and so we're, we're just trying to, to give these guys a little glimpse of, of what is the gift of Christmas. What is Christmas all about? And that is, that is the gift of baby Jesus. You're right. The, the gift of a Savior. You know, the gift of faith in Jesus. Uh, so that's what we're trying to teach these guys. And uh, we've heard some really cool stories from pastors in the countries that they're trying to go to. So these guys are trying to go to, you know, more wealthy, developed European countries like Germany, Switzerland, the Netherlands, France, whatever. And we've, we've heard this story from a pastor in the Netherlands, and he said that he had a couple of Afghan guys come into his church in the Netherlands. And they said that they had been in this refugee camp in Serbia during a really difficult time for their journey uh, to get to Europe. They were in this refugee camp and there was this tent that had Christians inside. Uh, and the Christians were so nice, 
so generous, so loving, so gracious. And they knew there was something, you know, that they, that they wanted from that encounter. And they were just there in this church in the Netherlands to, to learn about who is Jesus. Uh, and so God is working through the introductions. He's re- working through the planting of seeds. You know, we, we meet these guys. They're in this place for like a week, maybe 10 days. Some of them don't even know English, so we don't even talk to all of them. But God is planting those seeds. Uh, so, and that's really something for all of us, right? Like the people that God puts in our path every day, uh, they're there for a reason. And that is for us to show them the love of Jesus, right? So, so uh, please pray for us. Thank you guys so much for your support again. Uh, we have prayer cards here with an updated family photo with all four of us. So please take our prayer card. Be remembered to, to, to pray for us. Um, and if you'd like to receive our newsletter, we send a newsletter out. We used to say monthly, but it didn't really happen like that. It's more like quarterly. Uh, if you'd like to receive our newsletter, you can send me an email. My email address is on that prayer card. So um, please partner with us in Serbia through, through prayer. We really need it. We, we don't go to Serbia alone. We go there with, you know, you guys with us, praying, supporting us. Uh, it's so important. So, and some of you even come to visit us in Serbia, like, like Trey and Chelsea, right? So, uh, so uh, thank you guys so much. And should I take questions or?